It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor last night? This is the only fun Survivor podcast. My name is Jake Shadow. Each week I ask my best friend, Thomas Powell, if he did indeed watch a certain reality show. Hey, Thomas, how you doing? Don't know why I started so so angry at the listeners, and I apologize for that immediately. Yeah, that's we're starting <laughs> bad vibes immediately from the <laughs> jump in this episode. I want to vape and go <laughs> lay down. I am quitting this podcast minute one. I love I love listening to a podcast, and the first thing is like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> How dare you download this? This is for us. Yeah. Where do you get off listening to this? It's the Christmas season. Um, next week is, of course, the Christmas season. But being the Christmas season, I got to ask you, Thomas, what do you... Um, excited for this Christmas season. We were talking a lot about how you're feeling especially grinchy this year. What's the deal? Why is your heart so small? Uh, I don't think that... I think that I've been perfectly... Uh, I think that during, like, the season I get kind of grinchy, but for like the... You know, the the Christmas... The parts of the, the season that I actually celebrate Christmas, I'm into it. I'm drinking some coffee with some eggnog in it right now. Um, wow. Which is one of my favorite things to do during the holiday season. So I'm, I'm, I think my heart has grown several sizes. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that all episode. <laughs> We're monitoring that. <laughs> We're monitoring Thomas my doctor says, status. Yeah, my my doctor says that it's nothing to be worried about right now, but uh, could be a problem in the future. So yeah, uh, very worried about that. But we, of course, have a lot to celebrate this week because it is the finale of Survivor Feedy 5, Thomas. Did you watch Survivor Feedy 5 last night? Jake, I certainly did. Um, a farewell defeat this episode. Yeah, by, uh, who is that, J.D. Salinger? Yeah, a farewell defeat. Um... A farewell to arms. That's the reference you're making, right? Yeah. And yeah, who did do a farewell to arms? Isn't that is it Hemingway? Uh, probably. Yes, you're right. A farewell to kings is a song by Rush, though. It's also an album by Rush. Okay. It's also a movie they made twice in the mid twentieth century. Great. Rush stuff. did uh, the song "Closer to the Heart," which kind of sounds like a Christmas song, even though it isn't, because it's got bells in it. So. So. Uh, speaking of Christmas music, the song 2,000 Miles by The Pretenders, right? I heard it was a Christmas song. And I was like, I don't remember this song being anything about Christmas. And then I listened to it's it. It's about the wise men walking, <laughs> walking to Bethlehem. Yeah. Uh, turns out it, I had it confused for the 500 Miles song. And that's what it's called, right? I uh, would yes. walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more and I would walk 1,000 miles to end up on your wonderful shore. I messed up. I messed I up like the syllable. I feel like we're like you are putting segments on this to try and chase people away from the podcast. Yeah, do you remember how the show started? Or <laughs> you just well, no, but like the Jake's musical segments where you're just like, I'm gonna, we're gonna do like a four minute 
segment where Jake has a mental breakdown trying to sing a song. It's been eight years of that. <laughs> the show's just been a slow mental breakdown. Um, you heard about We Three Kings? Well, how about We Two Kings? Because that's what this podcast is. That's right. Okay, this is the best segment I think we've got. It's where we discuss the episode title. It was called Living the Survivor Dream. How about that? Bad. It's like the first bad one that they've had this entire season. Why do you say that? Because this is the this is the uh, super fan. Like I'm having my survivor moment thing. Right. No, I hear you. Um, I just I like it. You know, because everybody wants to win a million dollars, and that's what you get at the end. Do you think with it being 26 days, they should only have um, what is it? Two thirds of a million dollars. Especially after Obama takes it, because maybe someday if I if I ever really feel like it. Oh yeah, you're t- you're going full Jeff Kent mode right now. Yeah, uh, but I think that it would be fun to make a Survivor parody of Everybody Wants to Rule the World called Everybody Wants to Make the Fire. <laughs> yeah, how would that go? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I need some time to think I, I, okay. I don't want to do this in like a hasty slapdash kind of way I think that uh, as a Tears for Fears fan I think they deserve a little thought being put into it uh, Yeah, I think they would appreciate that I will check in again by the end of the episode uh, Make sure you got that down Everybody wants to make the fire is what you said <laughs> Yes Okay uh, Jeff introduces us to the finale and says this season's been all about the relationships. He says this season's been driven by a familiar battle between two often opposing forces. Having the numbers you need to control the vote versus being loyal to the relationships you made in the game. This season has put an emphasis on the relationships. Isn't that every season? Isn't yeah, that the whole this is... premise of the show? <laughs> yeah, this is... I. Uh... <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like every season on Survivor they pretend it's like these people thought they were going to be playing the game, but it turns out they were actually meeting people and making friends. And it's like, yeah, that's every season. That's the show. You're describing like the, the idea show. that the social game hasn't existed until now. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Flashback to season one when that was the entire thing. Like, I can't get over the fact that this group of four did the exact same thing thing the group of four on season one did and we're all like wow they were were so amazing we can all win you know if we go to the end we can all win yes oh my god split the six hundred thousand dollars i mean six hundred thousand divided by four what is that you'll have to tune into just arithmetic to find out (laughs) yeah we're not doing that shit for free i can tell you right now (laughs) so we get to camp and they go to a new beach and everybody's so excited dumb stop doing this you have to earn everything. We have been earning everything, Jeff, this entire time. Yeah, that's I love that. Yeah, like you're already suffering and it's like you guys are slacking. Yeah. People are starving and it's like, why are you loafing and sitting around? You know, what you could do just do just do 39 days again and keep them on the same beach. Everybody will be happier. Yeah. Like, every, literally, we've been doing this, what, three years now that we've been talking about the 26 day game. And everybody agrees that. 39 is better. The people who have played it, the people who watch it, I'm sure the producers would admit it too, but Jeff's like, no, 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 it's harder now. No, it's not. Stop lying to us, Jeff. People, they love to throw around the word gaslight on this show, right? 
Jeffrey is gaslighting us at every turn when he talks about how good the show they did, is now. Yeah, we did get the word, uh, we did get gaslit yeah. in this episode, which is always good. I love that we're just going to get that in Final Tribal like almost all the time now. It's a good word and it means a lot. Uh, D takes Austin aside and tells, apologizes for not telling him. Hmm. Maybe I should have read over my notes before doing this. D takes Austin aside and apologizes for not telling him about the vote. The Drew vote. That's right. Sorry, it's been a long, it was a long finale, you know? A lot happened. Um, but Austin explains to us that he's actually had two number ones in this game. Her and Drew. How did you feel about that? You, this is, it is insane to me that, especially when we get to the jury, Nobody at any point in this game pointed out you can't have two number ones. It is by definition you cannot have two number ones. Listen to this, Thomas. Hear about this. One A and one B. That's two number ones. How about this? One and Uno. That's two number ones. Um how about this? Chauncey Billups and uh, LeBron James. I know he doesn't wear number one, but he is like number one in all of our basketball hearts. So that's two number ones also. You ever think about that? You know, I didn't, but it makes a lot of sense now. No, that that's just one of those things that's... I This whole alliance, like especially with the conclusion of this and the way that it played out, um, I thought that the... Um, what, is, what is the tribe that they were in? Which tribe was it? Are you kidding? The Reba McIntyre tribe, of course. The Reba McIntyre, yeah. The Core 4 Reba alliance, I thought, was uh, boring as fuck. And I thought it was one of the worst things about this season. Yeah, agreed. Um, I saw somebody point out that 44 and 45 are basically the same season, where it's like a small group that's had a really hard time sticks together and makes it through uh, to the end. But 44 was told from the Tika 3's perspective, Jam Jam... Kryolin and Cardad's son, Carson. Uh, whereas this season was told from everyone else's perspective. And given how bland they all kind of were as a, as a unit, I totally understand why they made that decision because there are a lot of fun people around. I mean, a lot of fun people throughout the entire season. I, I'm not, I don't mean to talk shit about anybody because I did generally like this entire cast. For the most part. Yeah, they really rallied from maybe the worst opening episode in Survivor history. So you got to oh give them credit. Um, Katura calls out Dee and Austin for being in a whole relationship and tells Julie and Jake that she's upset they didn't do anything about it earlier. Good point. Yeah. Wow. Really good point, Katura. Really good point, Katura. That's uh, wow. you, I, I, I'm glad that you brought this to everyone's attention. You know, mm-hmm. it's probably the time to make a move. Yeah, so. let's see. There's one, two, three people here having this discussion, and there's one, two people in Austin and D. What can we do with those numbers? Do any of them have an idol? Oh, no, no. And there's two of them? And only one person can win immunity. Hmm, what should we do? Uh, anyway, there's a box on the beach and then there's a counting puzzle for an advantage. Wasn't this fun? Didn't you enjoy this? Uh, I liked, uh, Jake knowing the, the survivor winners. This is like the one instance of being a super fan where I was like, that's kind of neat. Yeah. 
They count crabs, coconuts, and bamboo, and Jake uses his survivor trivia knowledge to remember the winners of each number and wins the advantage for the next immunity challenge. I like this. I don't know that I would have remembered who wins every season or which number is attributed to every season. I can't even keep track of the new era, and they're literally the numbers. The theme is the number. Yeah, well, to be fair, only one person did, and it was Jake. Yeah, so. yeah and not this Jake, because that's me, and I would never be on Survivor. Anyway... At the immunity challenge, I have to crawl under an obstacle, dig up a machete, get sandbags, and toss it into a bucket, and then release numbers, and then solve a combo lock, and release keys, and climb a tower, and solve a Michelle puzzle. It's a lot of things. This, this, this was a survivor challenge. This was a survivor challenge. The winner gets steak, potatoes, wine, carrot cake. Well, I, I think we talk about carrot cake every time it shows up, but what's your take on carrot cake? What's your carrot take on carrot cake? Uh, one of my favorite kinds of cake. Yeah, top two. It's, it's great. Top two, it's not, and it's not one of my number ones. Yeah, it's one of my number one cakes up there with uh, my other number ones, uh, Trace Leches and German chocolate cake. Ooh, I do love uh, chocolate cake. German chocolate, I don't love. I I do think it's one of the funniest named cakes, though. People think Funfetti because is so it's funny. not actually German. Because it's not German. It's named after a guy. It's named, just named after a guy whose name was German. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking funny. That's such a fun pedant thing to throw out. People love it when you say that to them. They're like, I didn't know that. That's crazy. You're the smartest person I've ever talked to. It's like the green. And that's why I say it all the time. It's like the Greenland and Iceland of food facts. Yeah. Like, hey, bet you, hey, idiot. I bet you thought that it was because it was from Germany. Well, guess what? Guess what? It's not. It's got coconut in it. I go idiot. full Ricky Gervais mode. Oh, from Survivor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jake took the lead, but uh, he forgot his keys. One strike. Then Jake starts to catch up on the puzzle, but he loses one of the pieces. Uh, that's two strikes for Jake. And then Austin wins, and he kicks over the puzzle, which is tradition with this challenge, of course, and he brings Jake on the reward. Boys, reward. Boys, reward. Boys, reward. That's Boys, right. reward. The reward is more boy time. The ultimate reward, for sure. Hanging with the boys. Um, the reward this week is the boys of summer. At camp, Katura wants to get Julie to vote out D, but Julie wants to use Katura to vote out Jake. You should vote out D, though. We all agree. We all a D. You vote out Gree. That was pretty funny. What? Yeah, that's another classic Jake bit. <laughs> so Katura approaches D to vote Jake out. What did we ta just talk about? What did we just say, Katura? <laughs> <laughs> so then they, uh, the reward, Jake tells Austin about his idol and targets Julie. Uh, third strike from Jake. Three strikes and you're out, um, and he's already three strikes in and we're two scenes into Jake's finale. Bad episode. I get for this, Jake. but at the same time, I don't think it's that unreasonable for him to tell Austin this because like he knows that Austin's tried to vote Julie out before. Yeah, but it's the fact that he went on to tell everyone else also. <laughs> yeah, that part. Well, I mean, I think he was banking on Austin not telling everybody else, which 
Because I think it would have been in Austin's best interest probably to just not tell anybody. Yeah, of course. Because he, he ended up voting for Julie anyway to just not tell anybody and uh, then just let the vote go the way that it was supposed to go. Um, but instead he told everyone. And so and then Jake told Katura because he wanted Katura to be in on it. Yeah. So originally it was just going to be like, okay, so the votes I need are going to be me, Katura, Austin, and we're going to get this done. And then Austin fucking spilled the beans like he always does. Yes. And uh, that that ended up complicating things. I loved how when they got back to the beach, Jake told Austin, hey, please don't tell anybody about my idol. And immediately they cut to Austin telling D about the idol. Yeah, that's always a good. Yeah, because that was his whole game. That was Austin's whole fucking game was like, I'm going to I'm going to completely lay down and just like do everything to let D win. He loves D. And it will not be returned. It was not a reciprocal relationship. Well, they love each other and you do anything for love, uh, including. Of course. Whatever. Um, Jake tells Couture about his idol. And they say, oh, we should take out D because she and then she lays out exactly to what be clear, we'll... to be clear. We, I, sorry, I want to because you okay. said they I want to be absolutely 100 percent clear about this. Katura brought it up first. Yes. Katura is the one that suggested it. Yes. Katura thinks it's a good idea to get out D because if they don't. She then lays out exactly what will happen for the rest of the episode if they don't take D out. Right now. Yes. When they have it's the a great point. And it's so. such a great point that Jake goes, hmm, yeah, you know what? I was pretty set on this Julie thing, but now that you mention it, that's a really good idea. But of course, Jake wants to use the idol in a flashy way to save Katura, which again would be a great move to get out D. Would be a great move to get out D. You just gotta tell the people that you're in the plan with what the plan is. You do, but at the same time, I kind of get... So, from his perspective, I'll defend Jake on this one. Finally, From somebody. his perspective. Because I think that it is, it is kind of an error, but I think that he is the least to blame for the way that this goes. Mm. So, him and... So, Katura brings up, we should vote D. And he's like, yeah, good point. We should do that. Uh, and he swears on his Nana. And all, and all that. Right. And so, it's like, all right, we got, we got that part set. Now, I'm not going to tell Katura that I'm playing my idol on her. He said that it was because like he wanted the moment of her being surprised about it, which is kind of a dumb reason for it. But I also think we've seen when you add another variable of telling somebody about what you're going to do with your idol in, there's always the chance that they're going to flip and they're going to spill the beans. So that removes that variable entirely. But why did he show her the idol at all? That's the one reason. (sighs) I just like, if you're like, I have this idol. I, th- I think the reason that you show it to her is because there's the chance that she would still vote for Jake. I think the reason mm. that you show it to her and you don't tell her is because then she thinks she can't vote for you. Sure. Okay, that makes sense. But I still feel like you should tell the people the plan. Like, if you're in this desperate of a situation as Jake is, you should tell the people, like, he recognizes. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, Jake. If Jake goes, I've got an idol. And this is at the point where it's like, oh, Jake might be an easy vote. 
And then he goes, oh, but I could play it on you, and then we could do this to get D out. There's a chance that Katura, because we did see that Katura got cold feet about this for stupid reasons that don't make any sense, that um, she might have gone, oh, you know what? Actually, it'll be way easier to send Jake home playing his idol on me than it would be to get D out. So I'm just going to do that. And then she's got her flashy move. I, I see what you're saying. I just, it's just. Everybody did the wrong thing in this situation, it seems. Yeah, th- I think that there there is some some blame to go around, but I think the least blame goes to Jake in this, because Jake was trying to make a big move, and I think it was reasonable to assume that Katura would vote for the person that she said she was going to fucking vote for that she brought up. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was unreasonable to assume that. Especially because right before Tribal Council, she approaches Jake again to reiterate that they're still in on this plan to vote for D. Yes. The the other thing that I don't think that he you you could have ever factored into this is and this is the underrated really stupid thing about how this went is that Julie because Jake voted for her were orchestrated to get her out one time at the very beginning of the post-merge gameplay that she's like, he's the least trustworthy person of all time. He lies about everything Mm -hmm. because of this one time that he tried to get me out. And so even though I had D tell me that Austin showed him the idol, I'm going to go, no, I don't trust him. It's fake. He's lying. And I'm going to vote for him anyway. So at tribal council, Jeff recaps all of Jake's blunders and Jake goes, thanks, Jeff. That was very funny. I laughed very hard at that. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like he, someone described uh, Jake as Charlie Brown on this season. He, didn't he himself it's 100% true. do it? Oh, maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe I missed that. But he, like, he really, he really is because, like, he's had multiple really good ideas that people have just fucking flaked on him mm-hmm. for, for no reason. People flake for reasons on Jake. that don't make any sense for their own games. Um, yeah, people love to flake, but also Jake. everyone still seems to like him. It's not like a, we, I hate him and I don't want to work with him thing. It's just, everyone just, I think subconsciously is just like, fuck Jake. This is what I am dealing with every day of my real life. Oh, everybody likes Jake. Oh, Jake's such a nice guy. Oh, everybody loves staying out with Jake. But people still flake on Jake. And I don't appreciate that. Um, I feel like I didn't get the response I was expecting from that one, but it's okay. We can just move on. Uh, Julie suspect. See, this exactly. This is what I'm saying. People flake on Jake. This is my new thing. I'm going to say it all the time because it rhymes. Okay, whatever, Thomas. Julie suspects she may go. What do you want? What, what is the intended reaction to this? <laughs> Just like good rhyme. Oh my god, what a funny rhyme! <laughs> oh, you killed it with that rhyme. Sick rhyme, bro. Yeah, thank you. Julie suspects she may go home. Jeff talks about relationships some more. Yeah, Jeff. Again, that's the whole show. They vo- he loves love. Mm-hmm. Uh, they vote. Katura changes her vote because she's pretty sure everyone is voting for her. Okay. Jake. This doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. None of her explanation for this makes any fucking sense. And you know they're going to bring her back as soon as they possibly can. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, I like Katura personally. Like, I think she seems like a cool person. She played a horrible game. Cool, Tora. Uh, Jake then does a bad Tony impression and plays his idol for Kultura. 
she gets one vote canceled out. Jake gets one vote. D gets one vote. Julie gets two votes. But this is, by the way, one of my favorite tribal moments of all time is when the Jake vote got read and he goes, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would have left so hard if he got idled out himself. <laughs> I think he would have laughed pretty hard, too. Yeah. He's a nice, fun guy. Uh, so Julie gets up and starts saying her goodbyes and tells Katura to go to law school. Then tells D to go on to win this game. Uh, okay. Uh, back at camp, Jake explains how Katura switched her vote at the last second. She says she didn't trust Jake. We've been over. This is this to- is one of the most insane because like she admits to fucking up eventually in her own talking head. But Jake is like, why did you do this? And she goes, well, I think you need to look in the mirror and have some accountability. Like, no. Yeah, because she... You did this! She didn't... He didn't play... He didn't... He didn't mention wanting to play his idol for her. Um, Okay, but that didn't... Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make... It makes no fucking sense. It is literally like... I think she... Her fucking brain shorted out, and she wasn't thinking straight, and she made a stupid move, and then she didn't want to admit that, so she was like, actually, it's Jake's fault. Jake did this. Because... Okay, the reasoning that she gave was... That it would be if she put votes on D, it would be more of a threat to her the next round. They're not voting anymore. Right. Like, what are you talking about? The threat's over. You, you're not going to get votes if people don't think you're a threat at this point. Uh, yeah. So it would have been two for D, one for Julie, one for Jake, one for Tura. Um, yeah, I just wanted to double check what the votes would have been. If it would have ended up a tie, but no. She just made a mistake. This is one of the most colossal blunders that I've ever seen anyone make on Survivor. Like, I can't fucking believe this. Yeah. Uh, agreed. They um, then go to the immunity challenge. They maneuver through a grid of ropes and then place 17 balls on top of each other. I always like these kind of challenges. Balancing. Yep, Jake ones. broke the challenge. Jake was in the lead, but then uh, dropped all of his bowls and uh, broke the challenge when running back to the start. Funny. Good stuff. I love Jake. Um, not very Charlie Brownie, though. I don't really see Charlie Brown ever breaking a challenge in his everyday life. He would say good grief if he broke it. Yeah. He tried to kick the football, and it got uh, pulled away from him. I want to do a simulated season just of Charlie Brown characters. There was Charlie Brown. There was Jake this season. There was, of course, Charlie Brown from Peanuts. Uh, there was, was it Owen last season or two seasons ago that compared himself to yeah. Charlie Brown? I'm sure there are others throughout the 45-year history of this show, but I don't have that memory. I barely have the memory to remember the word memory. So D wins this challenge, and we all love it. Jeff brings up the American dream uh, when giving her the necklace. Then she does her best Dusty Rhodes impression. <laughs> okay. What did you think of the American dream speech? Um, it was f- fine. Great. At camp, D talks to Jake, who says he wants to go to fire because... Nothing has gone his way, and they practice fire making. Um, how is the um, everybody wants to make the fire song lyrics coming along? I assume you've been working on them this whole time. 
That's why you haven't been giving me the um, reactions I hope for when I so say the, things like, like acting was, on your best behavior part. It could be like padding out your resume. Ooh, that's good. Um, so here's my th- take on the fire making practice scene. What if after, you know, getting to know these people and their motivations uh, for the last three months on my television, what if we talked more about the relationships in this scene that they've grown uh, rather than who's better at making the fire for the 10th season in a row. Is this not a show no, about relationships? No, nah, no, thanks. That's not interesting. Right. I'd rather just see another zoomed in shot of somebody striking Flint with the machete. And then he said on, on fire, the worst named podcast of all time that they're taking supplies away, fire-making supplies. They're minimizing the fire-making supplies so they don't do fire so quickly in the finale. So they're not even okay. They're not even getting rid of it. They're just making it harder for people. You gotta earn fire-making. Whatever, Jeff, shut up. Bring yeah, back that's voting. <laughs> that's my take. Bring back voting. I don't think it's a hot take, unlike fire-making, which is hot because it's fire. Uh, so they go to the final four fire-making tribal council. Katora accuses Dee of being afraid of letting her talk at the end. What? Austin says he's grateful either way. That tracks, given his character. I mean, that's true, though. D. this is the other thing, too, is D. when... There's so many talking heads in this that made me reconsider whether people were good at this game because D had the talking head where she's like, we need to get... Uh, Katura out. I think Katura's more of a threat than Julie because she's so good at talking and she can tell her story or whatever. And it's like, no, she has no resume. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think that literally was her just lying because she didn't want to vote her friend out. But like, it, it's like at least find a, a less stupid lie to to do mental gymnastics with. So. Uh, I guess we'll we can we'll get to our rankings at the end. Um, I just people are so high on D this after this episode, which makes sense. She did win, but I I hear what you're saying. Um, she got it handed to her by a lot of uh, players, just deciding they didn't care about winning. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Uh, Jake reiterates that he wanted to make fired. So D brings Austin. It's Katura versus Jake. And guess what? It's boring. Jake wins. Uh, Katura is unable to make fire. Or at least not yeah, a fire. He maker. crushes it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we love fire making. It's always fun. There's always a lot to talk about. Um, do, yeah, do, someone made fire. You have a lot or of someone didn't. top-notch last-take analysis of the fire-making challenge of Survivor Feedy 5. I'm sick of it. So sick of this. No, that's not an analysis. We've been saying that for 10 years now. We need analysis. What did, what did Jake do well? What could he have done better? What could Couture have done better in the fire-making challenge? Couture should have been better at making fire. Oh she should God. have uh, simplified her strategy like Jake did, where he said that he was going to make fire, and he did. Yeah, that's, that was a really good strategy, strategy on Jake's point, because he did make fire. That means he gets to go to the end. Um, it's not about the relationships that have been built over the last 39 days. It's about the fires made over the last 26 that's the show now. Also, you can only vote if you know how to do basic math or a very difficult puzzle. Obviously, 
This is Survivor. This is society. We're building a society. Uh, so they have their feast, the final three feasts at camp. They've combined the fallen comrades uh, and the jury speaks segments, which I do think was a good call. We've been talking a lot of shit about this new era, but I do think combining these two segments is good. Makes it go a lot faster. Sure. Yeah. I agree. Um, I will say I forgot how much I loved Kendra in this scene. She's so much fun. Yeah, sure. Okay. Thomas over here working on the lyrics to everybody wants to make the fire. Emily says Jake was the most gasless, like the most gaslit person in the merge. I mean, I guess she's right. It just seems like a weird phrase to use. Yeah, I, I that's not what gaslighting means. Like you got we got to stop with this. Yeah. Jake didn't see any ghosts on the island. I think I'm conflating two things from the Victorian era. Um, okay, anyway, speaking of uh, the Victorian era, let's talk about these wildlife shots. We got crabs. We got uh, Fiji boa. Where can the Fiji boa be found, Thomas? Uh, probably Fiji, I would think. Can you expand? No. Melanesia and Polynesian islands. That includes Fiji. Um, how long are they? Oh, it's a boa. I would say like four feet. Try a bit harder. Six feet. Try to split the difference. Five feet. Correct. How do they look with their eyes? What do they look like? I'm not going to give you a point for that one. What do you what, I said What do you mean I misspoke I said How do they or, <laughs> How do they look And I knew you were going to go With their eyes uh, What I meant to say is What do they look like Um They Look like snakes I would assume Um I meant more like What color are they Uh Are they green No they're a pale brown Or tan or a reddish With stripes or blotches uh, And what elevation Can they be found um, are they in trees? They are in trees. Uh, they can be found anywhere from sea level to 5,200 feet high. Okay. What do they eat? Probably, uh, like rodents, I would think, or birds. You got two of the four. What else? Also lizards and also bats. Okay. Okay. Not specifically rodents. They said mammals, but I believe rodents are considered mammals. Uh, are they venomous? The Fiji boa? Uh, no. Correct. And where do they rank on the IUCN red list? I'm going to say least concern. You would be correct. So let's talk about this final tribal council. Um, again, Jeff, we yell at you every season since um, changing the format. Um, bring back final speeches. They were fun and uh, it's called closure, which is an important thing in storytelling. Um, like, he seems to think that every episode needs to be its own story. Without realizing that the entire season is the whole story. And this is the climax for 
everybody, whether they're in the jury or not, or on the final tribal or in the jury. Anyway, whatever, Jeff's never going to change because he likes things his way and he'll only be defensive. Anyway, Kendra has a completely open mind and asks how they took Survivor by the horns. Was this a good question or no? Um, I think it's a good question. I think if you're asking somebody why they should win, I think it's important for them to say, you know, what they actively did to win. Yes. Uh, Jake says he did everything he could and always reminded himself that he was on Survivor while doing it. Great answer. Yeah, I think that's the, that's an important thing to uh, stress. You know, I mean, part of the show is being able to find the right people to work with and to get them to cooperate. But, you know, you can't control what other people do. You can only control your own actions to a certain point. And uh, everybody seemed to want to sandbag Jake's game as much as possible. So he he managed to, to keep it going, which I thought was impressive. Yeah, a real Charlie Brown figure. Um, uh, Jake. No, sorry, D talks about being present and having fun. Austin says he took advantage of everything because he was the alternate. I don't need to know that, you know? Like, you know how they have alternates in case somebody can't be on the final cast? Mm-hmm. He was, he was one of them, so... I just, I just don't find that interesting, personally. Uh, Austin says the Julie vote was harder every time he wrote her name down. Again... Jeffrey, this is about relationships, you know? Uh, D talks about her two number ones. What about her one number two? <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, Jake talks about his fear of failure, but he's not afraid of it anymore after Survivor. Drew asks about the core four Reba Alliance. Uh, fine. Yeah, which is, oh, first of all, this is... Uh, some uh some bullshit by the way like that they just let him and julie ask questions that uh that jake just couldn't answer and then they just didn't like he got frozen out of like half the fucking questions on this yeah. he's charlie brown he's charlie brown of feedy five like it was I, it was obvious he wasn't gonna win but like at least let the guy make his case yeah um d says she was incredibly lucky i think that's a good answer you can't be not lucky on this show. Austin. Luck is an important part of winning Survivor. Or of succeeding at anything, really. Luck is an important variable. Yeah. Uh, Austin takes credit for Reba staying together for so long. I guess. I mean, sure. D says her heart and her brain are the same. I like that answer. She says she doesn't care about big moves. She's more interested in building authentic relationships that the big moves will then be born out of. This is such an obvious thing. Like, how, how did more people not realize that this is what the show is? This is what you're supposed to be doing. Am I, like, isn't that so obvious? Yeah. It's all about relationships, and this time they made relationships. What are you talking about, Jeff? Jake tells Drew that he was impressed by Drew, and uh, uh, that's why he targeted him. He, call, he says D and Austin got comfortable in their alliance. I thought this was where it was going to turn around for Jake. I thought that was such a good answer. It's true. They, they got to fucking coast for a long time as a result of that. And you can say that that's... And it, it's, again, like, talking about it from, like, a luck perspective, It's it wasn't... You know, I mean, they... 
they coasted off of the pre-merge a lot, you know, tribe that they yeah. had basically. Like they got sorted into a tribe that happened to be stronger and then they coasted on that for a long time. And you know, part of that skill, but also like Jake got thrown into a situation where he didn't have that and he was able to survive. So, yeah, you know, maybe if he was like a lawyer, he could have presented his case better. Um, wait, what? He what Wait, Jake was a lawyer too? Oh my goodness. Uh, Emily points out that Austin didn't save his ally when he had his idol. Dee takes credit for that because she saw Drew as a threat to her game. And then uh, when somebody brings up his idol, she tells Brunkle Bruce, damn, Brunkle Bruce, you should have played it. Great. Great moment. I love that. There was a really great like four panel tweet that somebody made that was her saying that a cut to his face and then a cut to him holding up the Austin vote card. (laughs) (laughs) I I wish he was a better sport about it. Um, That's not very uncle attitude. That's dad attitude. That's attitude. That's daditude. There we go. Um, Julie asks about the showmance and D says, look at him. He's hot. How could I not? Very funny. Austin agrees that their relationship was genuine. Then Emily asks Austin why he couldn't keep a secret from D. Very important question from Emily, I think. Yes. Imagine Jeffrey, Jeffrey Propes. I hope you're listening. Imagine Emily Flippin's final tribal council speech and then ending with that question. That would have been so much fun. Instead, we got an awkward back and forth between everybody like it just doesn't feel right it's never felt right and i want them to go back and i'm never gonna get off this hill uh yeah you're 100 percent correct it's always it's better to do it that way d admits to austin that she told julie to play her idol this was the mo- this was the moment that won it i think if if the brunkle bruce line didn't win it for her this was the line remember Yep. Yeah, because ultimately she, he allowed himself to be manipulated. Like, that's the story of the game. Yeah. Uh, Austin gets three votes. D gets five votes. Jake gets zero votes. Um, Austin should have gotten zero votes. I'm very firm on this. I don't think that there's any reason he should have gotten votes. Maybe one for Drew. That's it. I could see him getting in Drew's vote. Um, I do wish Jake had gotten... One or two votes. Caleb should have voted for him. I think it's bullshit that Caleb did yeah. not vote for him. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just hard. It's D was just hard to beat. Yeah, I'm fine with the, this is the thing. I'm if D won unanimously, I would be fine with it. Yeah, it's Austin getting votes and Jake not getting votes. That bugs me. Bring them all back specifically. OK, who do you want to see back most from this group? Um. Jake, Caleb, Emily, uh, no, not really. Um, Sifu. I was definitely not. Marlon Brando. Uh, I thought Brando was fine. I didn't think he really did much to distinguish himself. Yeah. Uh, Kendra. She'll probably be back. They love people like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, Kendra's fine. It's not my favorite, but she's fine. Well, do you want to go over these points that we won in this finale? I would love to go over the points that we won. So we, we of course, tied 
36 to 36 going into this finale. I think you could argue that, you know, all the criticism that I levied at this, I think it's actually maybe the best finale of all time. <laughs> uh, of course, um, you, I should have, I should have just stuck with D. I don't know what I was thinking. You, yeah, you. This this was a fool, a foolish move on your part. I, you took a big swing and it did not pay you off. Know, it ha- you know, you got to do it every once in a while. Um, I said D would take fifth. You said Couture would take fifth. Neither of us got that right. You said Julie would take fourth. I said Austin would. Neither of us got that yeah, right. I was so close to getting this perfect. I just mixed up the order for them. Uh, I said Couture would take third. Jake would take second. And Julie would win. None of that happened. You said Jake would take third. Austin would take second and D would win. You got all three of those. So that's three more points for you. Uh, you said they would get mimosas. They did. In fact, that's an easy point. They did get mim- I I pumped my fist when I saw them drinking mimosas. Yep. I was like, hell yeah. I, I, I looked over that spread constantly. The two times I watched, I, cause Thomas, I did in fact, watch this one twice. Um, and I did not see any pastries. So no points for that. You said Jake would go on a reward. He did. I said Katura would. She did not. Um, so the final score for this season is 41 for Thomas and 36 for me. I think it was the funniest possible outcome for that whole thing, which is that I blew a giant lead and then just trucked you at the end of it. I yeah. got You got back in the game only to lose horribly. I really lived up to my own name given this season of Survivor. I think similar to Katura also, you uh, you blew it because if you you would have won outright, regardless of how well I did here, if you just hadn't given me that bonus 10 points. I know. I know. I was thinking about that. I was so bummed out. But, you know, that's why I gave you those points. Maybe we'll do a similar thing on uh, the uh, upcoming simulated season. No, what are we doing next? Not a simulated season, a, a classic season. Um. Of course, next week we are doing our favorite The Miz movie, Zodiac, um, from what year was that? 2004 or so? 2007. 2007. One of the best, uh, one of the best years for movies of all time. And you might be saying, why are you doing Zodiac for Christmas this year? Um, and I'll tell you, it's because one, we did all Zodiac quizzes because of Kendra this season for Quope's Quiz. And two, um... Because we want to watch Zodiac. And three, because the Z in the Miz stands for Zodiac. Yeah. I think it, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but if you must know, this yeah. is why. People keep asking, why are you watching the Zodiac for the Miz? Um, hmm. Well, I was going to tell you who won the SIA money, but um, it just brought me to usatoday.com slash entertainment. Um, Who did win the Sia Money? I think Jake did. I'm on a Sia Money diet. Oh, I see a money and I spend it. <laughs> That's good. Um, Survivor crown or Sia crowns Katura tops as her favorite Survivor after the season 45 finale. That's fine. I'm not mad about that. We all liked Katura. Uh, the other people she gave money to are Caleb and Jake. Not me, though. Oh, my God, Sia. If you were trying to give $15,000 to a guy named Jake, might I interest you in a little Patreon? <laughs> yeah. 
How do you feel about uh, what's what? Is is that like uh, ju- just Justin? Let's see. Is Let's fifteen thousand. Well, um, seeing as we are going to be splitting the money evenly, um, it would be it would have to be thirty thousand dollars a month. Um, so would that be teal time? That would be. Did you watch football last week? Which oh, I would love for Sia to subscribe to. Did you watch I football know, last week? I know week? you would love that one, and it would be so easy because I don't think there's any like real football happening this week, but maybe next week or the week after the Lions are playing today. So incorrect. The Detroit Lions are playing today. I didn't realize the NFL season was still in production. I thought they were done. Oh, it's and still waiting going. For the Super Bowl. Um, I guess that's the college bowl games, huh? Okay. So see ya. If you want to subscribe to just Patreon, what's it called? Just podcast.com slash Patreon. Switch that around. You get it. See, you got money. Uh, Thomas, you were right. Just Justin is the $15,000 one. So if you wanted to give money to just me, see ya. That's where you do that. Can you tell us the name of this week's Quopes quiz? So nasty that it's probably somewhat of a travesty having me. Then he told the people you can call me your majesty. Play this ultimate game of never have I ever, and I'll guess your zodiac sign. And I did make sure, since this is our last episode of the season that it would give us a sign and not one of the fucking elements. So tired of people giving us elements. This one is from QuizRat424. Oh, we should have saved this for four episodes from now. Because this is episode 420. Yeah, it's a big mistake on your part. (laughs) They have 1,960 points, community contributor. uh, And their avatar is a dog, so it's going to be a good one. Um, Do you have it up? I do. All right. Thomas, never have I ever gotten a permanent tattoo. I have never. I have. Uh, never have I ever hosted a sleepover party. I have. I have as well. Never have I ever celebrated my birthday alone. Uh, I have never. I'm, I probably have. I don't know. Um, I can't think of an instance where I did. Yeah, I can't think of... I never do anything for my birthday, really. It's if somebody else wants to plan something, they'll do it. Um, but I'm happy to just stay home and play The Sims on my birthday. You know what I mean? Or Skyrim. Yeah, I'll even. usually go out and do... Whether it's, like, getting drinks or, like, I'll do karaoke sometimes. Like, I, I always... And, like, I have birthday a birthday dinner with my parents every year. So I always oh, do that's something. Sweet. Uh, never have I ever played a sport. I have played a sport. I also have. I have played one sport. Never have I ever gone to college. I have. I have. Never have I ever gone to a bar. What? <laughs> yes, I have. have. gone to a bar? I have indeed gone to a bar. I still got the bruise on my head. What the fuck? Okay, are like are they counting on like children taking this quiz? I would I would imagine so. Uh, never have I ever worked a job. I wish I could say I've never done this, but I have. I would say, have I ever been at a job? I have. Have I ever worked? Mm, that's another question. I'll say I have just for good measure. My guy stopped uh, clicking. Never have ever remodeled my house. I have never remodeled my house. I have. If that counts as like having any work on your house done, then yes, I have. I believe it does. 
Um, I've, I guess I've decorated my new home. Does that count? Yeah, that's remodeling in a way. Sure. It used to be nothing on the walls, and now there's something on the walls. Never have I ever had my own social media account. Uh, I have. Yeah. Had a really popular... Tom, not Tom, at <laughs> bsky.social, you know? Had a pretty popular X the other day I saw. Formerly known as yeah, Sweet. I did? Yeah, you did. On, on your social media. I did. Account. I was doing numbers on there. Yeah. Um, never have I ever faked sick from work slash school. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, you know I, I have. have. Come on. Never done such a thing. No, of course no, not. Who, who would, would do, that? do such a thing? Who's listening to this? My bosses or teachers? Do you think of your teacher as a boss? Teachers are like bosses in a yeah. way, I think. I think so too. All right. Never have I ever uh, told off a figure of authority is the next one. And I, have. I absolutely have. It's all I do. Hmm. It says I'm a Libra. That's incorrect. It's close, though. They both start with L. I was getting serious Libra vibes. Yeah, I guess it's two away from mine. My sister is a Libra, so that's basically the same thing. This game, this quiz got it right. It got me Pisces. Wow, look at that. I can't believe it. That's never happened before. I think this is the first time that they've gotten it right for either of us when it wasn't just like a uh, an element sign thing, right? Mm, I want to say you got one quiz. One of your quizzes got it, got it right for you a few weeks ago. We'll have to listen back, but... I think that that was for the, the element sign, though. I don't think it was for the... Oh. The, the actual astrological sign. I think sign. you might be right. Well, maybe if Kendra comes back, we can do more Zodiac signs. Um, oh, did you watch the um, the Bad Reunion? No, I, I never watched those. They asked Kendra if she saw it in the stars that uh, Dee and Austin would get to her, and she said she did. Um, this is what anyone that is really into astrology does, is that they just, they'll just say anything that happens, they'll be like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Because of the stars and everything. Um, so that's cool. Uh, next week we're doing Zodiac, the movie starring the Zodiac Killer. It's available on a website probably or on DVD. I might actually own it on DVD, but do I own a DVD player? I do. Do I own the cords to connect the DVD player to a television? That's a better question. Uh, Thomas, you already mentioned your blue sky, so I'm not going to make you say it again. TNT loves drama. You can follow the show at onlyfunsurvivorpod.bsky.social or on YouTube, the Only Fun Survivor Podcast. Um, you'll know it by that name. Um, oh, I forgot to check our YouTube comments. Um, so uh, why don't you just tell people what they can write? Uh, ha, 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 very funny. Anything else that can be smiley Thank face? You. Um, okay. Uh, oh, our last poll. Let's look at our last poll. Yeah, I, I want to know this poll result because it was uh, it was a good one. I'll say, I'll say that, uh, and a lot of people voted on it. I did see. So let's see what the question was. Would you rather have six million dollars? Or six million and one dollars. <laughs> How do you think it ranks? I think six million and one takes it. With sixty percent of the vote, six million and one dollars takes it. 
Um, It'd be fun to vote for six million. Like, what am I going to do with a yeah. dollar? You know, the taxes to Obama gets 40% of that mm-hmm. dollar. So uh, what is the question for the poll this week on YouTube.com slash the only fun survivor podcast? Um, let's say, so we're, we're doing a new poll question, new poll. Yeah. yeah. Survivor 45 or Survivor Feedy 5. Survivor, can you say that again? You cut out for a second. Survivor 45 or Survivor Feedy 5. Do you want to give that much liberty up to the audience? Because we already kind of deemed this Survivor Feedy 5. And if they're going to go back and be like, no, this is 45, I'm going to be really upset. I trust our our, uh, YouTube listeners. To make the right choice. Okay. And if they don't, then we know we can't trust them. That's true. Somebody did give us a one-star rating on Apple Podcasts the other day, so... Um, no review, no though. Review. Which, honestly, I much prefer. Much prefer a one-star uh, rating with Stop, no review. Don't tell people that. <laughs> well, also, they did. They found the loophole in uh, in <laughs> our system where you you have to pay us to leave a one-star review, but you don't have to pay us to leave a one-star rating. Yes, agree. again, don't tell people that. Leave us a five-star <laughs> rating only. It does wonders for the Five-star ratings and reviews only. Um, we're trying to get um, very popular. We almost have 50 subscribers on YouTube. That's, that's not... That's. Can you imagine 50 people in a room? You can't. Mm. It's too many people. So think about yeah. that. Can't even get 50 people on one show. Oh, did you watch the trick? How are you going to fit 50 people in the house? It's crazy. Um, quick, before we leave, um, do you want to do a quick trader stock? Oh, is that, uh, is the, has the traders, uh, is it happening the now? The traders trailer is out. Have you watched it yet? I have not. Do you want to pull it up and watch it right now? The Traitors, season two. More like the tra- the trailers. <laughs> yeah. I'm very curious to get your take. Yes, I did miss you, Alan. Coming. I, I want to get your take on uh, this because I know you have a, a hard rule about. A certain somebody who's on this season. It's just gossip. I think she could be banished. Hey, there's CT. This is getting intense. Welcome to an all-new season of strategy. Oh God, Larsa Pippen's on this. Oh, is she? I didn't even realize. Did you see that interview yeah. with her that Pablo Torre did? Her and Michael Jordan's yes. son? Oh, my God. Yes, Incredible. I did. Incredible. And then they, like, came after them. Like, it was very rude what they said about us. Like, oh, there's Johnny Bananas. Your favorite guy. Why is Deontay Wilder on this? Why not? This is not The Bachelor. And I don't have to kiss your ass for Rose. There's Parvati. I was born ready. And who will win a plot in my graveyard? I'm coming after that goal. You want to work together and get somebody out? She talks 
Hey, there's Sandra. Queen, Yas Queen. Oh, what a what a what a joy to see Sandra in any capacity, but especially on yeah. this. So the question is, is your love of Sandra Parvati CT greater than your hate of Jonathan Bananas? Yeah, I think I can make it work. He apparently did quite well. Also, my love of Alan Cummings' outfits. Yeah, exactly. I think is ultimately enough to get me over the finish line anywhere. Um, so how does it feel to be the second best? Jonathan Bananas did quite well on House of Villains. I don't know if he's going to do well on the Traders, though. I like people know him as an untrustworthy, snaky man. It's true. I did like at the end of that trailer, uh, he, uh, him, and. Alan are sitting together and he says, calls Alan the second best dressed man on this show. <laughs> Alan coming says, back off, bitch. <laughs> I'm very excited Get about him. the traitors. It's a good show. Um, now, it, we are nearing the end. Uh, only one last thing to say. But Thomas, before we get to that, I do have to ask you for the final lyrics of Everybody Wants to Make the Fire. Uh... Okay, so it's padding out your resume. Yeah, we got that one already. Uh, make it all 39 days. Uh, everybody wants to make the fire. Well, I can't believe that took an hour and 15 minutes to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> the genius on this man. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good parody song. Weird Al, is that you? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, Weird Al uh, has had it too good for too long. I'm coming for his spot. <laughs> All right. Next week's Zodiac. Watch it with us. Uh, we'll do a podcast. Oh, and I'm going to be up in Michigan, so we'll likely do it from um, the same location. It's a likely thing for us to mm, do. Until then, have a great summer. Deuces. There's a page back in history, 45. They came back to the world that they fought for. Didn't turn out just like they thought, 45. Here is the song to say to do the measure. What do you lose? What do you care? There's a record, so you put it on 45. But I've just had the, the song Away in a Manger on my mind because it is the Christmas season. Mm -hmm. and, Away in a Manger. Um, yeah, when you are like about to to go to sleep, do you ever, would you describe that as uh, laying down your sweet head? It's the only do you way ever I think about that. It. Yeah. That's how I sleep, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and they're not writing carols about me, which is bullshit. James Ramsey Murray yeah. wrote about the wrong kid, as far as I'm concerned. Especially given your parents' names, you could totally pass it off as you. That's right. There's so many of us that have parents with those names, but you don't hear about us. You yeah. just hear about him. What about the forgotten people with the same parents' names as Jesus Christ? Yeah, who's laying names? down their sweet heads? Yeah. Jesus isn't the only one with a sweet head. Yeah. Here's what I'll, I'll tell you this. I'd like a sweet and spicy head.
Um, sweet, a sweet heat head. Yeah. Uh, uh, a Megan sauce head. That could be a different thing. Um, like, a, like a gochujang. Don't know what that is. I was doing Popeye sauces. hot sauce. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with that. I only eat ketchup and hot ketchup that I get from Jewel Osco. <laughs> of course. A Chicago institution, Jewel Osco. <laughs> yeah. We only eat spicy ketchup here. Just like Marshall Field, but they're going to try and take that away from you, too. They're trying to take sport peppers off our hot dogs now because it's the winter what? season. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. I will die before sport peppers get taken off of Chicago-style hot dogs. I'm going to get a whole bushel of sport peppers and dump it over the Dave Matthews Bridge on a bunch of unsuspecting tourists so they say, we'll never get rid of our sport peppers. This is what we're about. Smarten up, probes. <laughs>